If you haven't seen the shakedown artist Vladimir Zelensky showed up in Congress again today. God. To the tune of what? $365 million more? Uh, one uh, a million for each day of the year 325 million dollars yeah it's just part of me is just like i just want to ask like hey can you please not give any of more of our money away can we like like i don't know maybe give our kids lunch we do that it's, it's it's insanity and i get it like you've had this discussion where like i, I get it. we've had this conversation like i you know some of the some of the um the, the, like what the, what they'll provide as far as school lunches sometimes it's not the healthiest but for some people that are you know they're they're kind oh, of yeah trying to struggling to make ends meet i mean they'll take what they could get and yeah. i get it that some of those people they still those those people still qualify for for reduced or free lunch but like yeah i mean everything that goes along with that i mean from what i understand in some schools i don't know if all schools do it this way but it's like money goes into an account now so it's not like he, this kid is walking around with like the basically the star of David, you know, I mean, <laughs> something that sets them apart. I mean, I remember when I was in grade school and it was reduced lunch or, or free lunch, there was like a special like a, there was a card that you would have to present at the register. Yeah. And everybody would see it, you know what I mean? And all of a sudden you're, you know, kids are mean. Yeah. Know? Yeah. But I, I guess some I don't know if all schools do it that way. But I think it's good that they would get away from that. But regardless, I mean, why is that even something that's, I mean, we feed how many, the United States leads the world in incarcerations. Mm. This is a well-documented stat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and we could, And we feed, and we feed each and every one of them. Mm-hmm. We can't feed our own children. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, there's a lot we could do with that money. Uh, and I... Whatever. I mean, I, I get you on you on try to support Ukraine for the war and all that other stuff, but I mean, for the love of God, is anybody else supporting them, or is this, or is it just us and it's our proxy war, just to try to get <clears throat> basically to war Russia out, which so, I think we've done a pretty good job of. But yeah, but from what I've seen, I think the Europeans, the European countries, were pledging two percent. I think two percent is what the pledge was. I don't know two percent of what, but. I guess the, the the statistic was that the United States far surpassed what anybody has has contributed so far. I think Germany's even gotten to the point where they're like, "Enough is enough, we're done." Yeah. I mean, what what, what the hell is all this money going to? Where is it going? Especially since not only we're providing money, but we're providing, you know, armaments of right. I mean, so what are you gonna like? You run out of bullets, you're just gonna fucking start lofting wads a hundred at each other, like. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So, so where where's that money going then? If we're providing, like you said, the armaments, if we're providing them, so what does money need? Like, if I'm trying to, if I'm trying to protect to to help you defend your home, mm-hmm. and I'm providing you with a security system. I'm providing you with with you know handguns. Uh, I'm even pr- providing you with a, a cop to sit outside of your house, mm-hmm. and I'm paying for all that. I'm footing the bill. Yeah. Why do I now need to give you money too? I know. I, it's it's just the, I, I don't know. Like, are they buying arms from other people? 
or are we just giving them money and then they're just buying shit from us with that money, which doesn't make any sense? I mean, or is if, it... if we're putting a value on what we're giving them and saying like, okay, we gave you X amount of tanks, APCs, airplanes, whatever, and the total cost of everything that we gave you is $325 million. Mm-hmm. I get that. But why wouldn't they then explain it? Like United States gave, you know, defense yeah, capabilities this, this value. value of $325 million. Instead, they're saying basically like it's cash. Yeah. So basically, I mean, I mean, it's going to get cold in the Ukraine soon. So what is he like? Is he studied? Like he, this is, this guy doesn't have, you know, standard insulation in this house. He's just got rolled up hundred dollar bills, just stuffed in the walls. He's trying to keep his house warm with. Well, it's one way to, yeah. I mean, you have to wonder, are they, they just getting those stacks of hundreds and just burning them for heat. Yeah. I need to put this on ice real quick because Do it. I'm going in a different route today. Send it. You may know me from such beverages as bourbon or scotch, and even on seldom occasion of beer. Do not today, pull out a white claw. No, no, no. It is white, though. Don Julio. Blanco. Jesus. <laughs> Wait, what is that? Tequila or is it rum? Jesus, it's, it's the same. It's the same percentage as the bourbon, and I've had it on the rocks before. It's not too bad, and if it's a decent tequila, it should be pretty smooth. And if it's not, then, well, I wasted two ounces of it. But I do know that I'm going to let this sit for a minute because everything tastes better cold. Um, I, I could, I could, I could, <laughs> I could smell it, and I feel like this is a bad <laughs> idea already. <laughs> Um, it, it reminds me of um, reminds me of when I went on my honeymoon. So we did a two part, you could say a two part series of our honeymoon. We went to Puerto Rico for a week, and then we went to Mexico. And when we were while we were in Mexico, one of the excursions that you could do, or one of the activities on the resort, is do a tequila tasting. So you know, I said to my wife, I was like, you know, I'm not a huge fan of tequila, but fuck it, let's do it. You know, so I I wouldn't mind like learning about newer tequilas and how they make them and all that other shit. And uh, you know, they they do the typical spiel. They they give you like you know the one that's that's you know that's uh, you know the one for like to make mixed drinks with to make margaritas and all that other stuff. The one the 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 clear ones or the white ones like what you have, and then like they get progressively darker as they're aged. Right, and, like the Re- and, Spaldo and the mezcal. Yeah, exactly. And um. And I tasted every single one of them, and not one of them that I like. Not it's either. just I'm just not a huge fan of tequila, and and like well, I, I yeah we we talked to the guy afterwards, and I was like, listen, I was like, I don't care what kind of makeup you put on this. I was like, this, I don't like it pig. at all. It sucks. This, this, pig. <laughs> this is one ugly pig. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, well, good for you. I'm not sticking to the Buchanan's uh, blended Scotch whiskey. It's not bad. It tastes like Johnny Walker, I don't know, black or green or something like that. So it's okay. That's one I haven't had in a long time. I know. Salute. Salute. Prepare for my funny face. <laughs> not so bad. Not so bad. It'll be a slow sip, so that's good. Yeah. Pace yourself. Well, yeah. I mean, we've got about an hour to get through this, so. Yeah. 
Uh, all right. So where do you want to start tonight? I don't know, man. I, I, we've, I like the topics that you have here, but I just did want to touch on that when, when, as we started off, because it was kind of breaking today and that's just with the, the new military aid package. So I'm glad I, I got a chance to kind of bring that up. I just, I don't know when we're going to reach the point where enough is enough. And I've even gone as far. I've, I've seen there's an article on CNN and what I thought was impressive. And yes, I said impressive because it's coming mm-hmm. from CNN. The, the title of the headline, it says Zelensky's mixed reception in Washington may be the taste of political storm to come. And the reason I, I thought that was so interesting is the fact that we're about to get into an election cycle and, mm-hmm. and, and they're, they phrase it like that because I think that political storm is the fact that I think we're finally going to see some people on the stage speak up. I mean, we've already seen Vivek, Vivek, Vivek. Ramaswamy. Vivek Ramaswamy. I think he was the only person in the Republican national debate where he was actually openly talking about the fact that he was against sending more aid to Ukraine. Yeah. And, and I'm curious because I think that's a sentiment of a lot of Americans. And it goes to show like last, the last podcast that we did, we were talking about how a lot of longtime politicians, how out of touch they really are because they don't understand. They're not, you know, they're not going, the, they're not as, as Nancy, excuse me, as, as Sarah Palin described once Joe Sixpack, you know, I think that, you know, what we're seeing from a lot of these career politicians where they think that, because let's face it, right? A lot of, a lot of politicians, they, they own stock in defense contractors, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's, it's been openly talked about for some time. Yeah. So I feel like when it comes to a situation like this, where you could hide it under the disguise that it's a humanitarian effort in, in mm-hmm. the United States is really hosting a humanitarian effort to make sure that we save the people of Ukraine. And, you know, to some degree, I think there's, there's some element of truth to that. Yeah. But I think the farther we go into this, where it's becoming undeniably obvious that we've been lied to about who's actually winning. If you want to say anybody's winning, it's been extremely bloody on both fronts mm-hmm. and, and we're feeding this monster that just keeps on going and we're not getting any return. Right? So whenever there's an investment, right, we're investing a lot of money into this. The taxpayers are investing a lot of money into this. You want to see some kind of return. And the thing is, is I think the average taxpayer you're not seeing any return from this investment, right? You pay your taxes every year. Yeah. Where does this money go? As you like to say, yeah, it's to fund the roads and the schools and all that other stuff. Yes, and a good portion of it does go to that. But obviously, if we have this excess that we could send overseas, where is that going? So we're not getting a return that we're in, we're not getting a return investment. But if you're one of these politicians who owns stock in these in a lot of these these companies that provide you know defense missiles or what have you if you're seeing a return on investment in that way it's a way to hide it right because it's hidden under the the disguise like i said of of a humanitarian effort and it's just i think we're getting to the point where a lot of americans are getting fed up with it i don't think i don't think we're at the majority yet because i think a lot of people still do see it as a as a humanitarian effort so i i mean i I like to think that you know I, i think at this point last year, I think we were much more optimistic, optimistic collectively that, you know, there was some progress that was going to be made and yeah. hopefully it would be a swift conflict. Yeah. But, you know, now, now we're at the point where <clears throat> Putin's own hired henchmen are, are getting shot out of airplanes and, 
Yeah. And there's all this chaos. You got drones going into each other's countries and yeah, things are, are escalating. I think it's only a matter of time, you know, before we see ourselves involved in this conflict and yeah. boots in the ground scenario. So I, I don't know. I mean, you want to go back to like visit history and, mm -hmm. and you could say like World War II. It didn't just, it, it wasn't just out of the blue that Japan attacked Pearl Harbor. Uh -huh. I mean, we we had blockades against Japan. Like we we pushed, you know, we we were poking the bear for some yeah. time, you know. And and then I mean, obviously, in this scenario, the United States would be the bear, and they poked us in the end. But you know, oh no no no, we were the sleeping them. giant. We were the sleeping giant. Yes, um, uh -huh. famous words of the Japanese general there. Uh -huh. um, but you know, for a long time, we were meddling in that conflict without actually yeah. being actively engaged before we were forced to become engaged. So it's, it's a matter of time, I feel like, you know, and especially, you know, the, the media pay, posts, whenever there's like a, you know, one of our boats are over in like the Black Sea at the China Sea, right? We saw that not too long ago, we had a, yeah. we had a, a battleship in the China Sea. And then like a Chinese destroyer or something like that, you know, started getting what we wanted to say a little too close meanwhile we are in their ter territory i mean yeah who's really kind of yeah who's the who, who's the instigator exactly you know and yeah. now we're seeing you know we're, all these illustrations are being painted where the, the you know where russia is aligning itself with china who's aligning itself with north korea and you know, iran's in the mix so, of course because we've We've created that alliance. The United States is created yes. that alliance. And, and I think a lot of people fail to, to realize that. But I think word is slowly getting out to people that that our our government is mostly to blame for for a lot of what's going on. Um, I mean, if you look and you talk to a lot of or if you listen to a lot of people who are in the know about this conflict, who are, you know, you could say experts or whatever, or um or dignitaries of of uh, Eastern European politics or whatever socioeconomic or sociopolitical bullshit whatever you want to call it they'll tell you that this didn't this didn't happen overnight and this didn't happen just in 2014 when Russia invaded Crimea I mean this is something that's been going on for about 30 years shortly after the fall of the Soviet Union and how we basically i forgot what the name of the pact was but we we basically signed this we signed this i don't know if it's a treaty or whatever the hell you want to call it uh with russia basically saying that nato wasn't going to advance into eastern europe and slowly but surely our since we basically lead nato we've 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 slowly pushed toward russian territory um up until recently with Ukraine, how we we're almost like pushing Ukraine into NATO as well. And basically Russia saw that as a threat to them and decided to retaliate. Now, you won't hear that from our government saying that, you know, that that Russia, that Russia is retaliating. They're saying Russia is the aggressor, whereas it's more like NATO is the aggressor or we're the aggressor. And so we've gotten ourselves into the situation, unfortunately. And now, you know, we're we're giving all this money to Ukraine for this for this proxy war, which is essentially what it is. And apparently, there's another there's another reasoning behind that. It's there. It's a whole geopolitical thing from an economic standpoint as well as to why we're doing this. It's really to keep Russia weak because we know that Russia can't keep up with us. But if they align themselves with China, then they they do make a stronger unit. 
But if we could at least weaken one of the partners at the very least, uh, while keeping the other one kind of like, you know, in, in limbo, if you will, then it, it still it still leaves the United States as a, as a dominant world power. So that's why I think we keep part of the reason why we keep funding this proxy war. But our politicians will basically spin it as we're 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 doing this this massive humanitarian effort. But really not. We could give a shit less about Ukraine. You know, like, like, you know, I, I heard this statistic early on where like Ukraine was one of the largest exporters of um, uh, of grains throughout the entire world. And come to find out it's they're the largest exporter of grains to third world countries, not necessarily to first world countries like the United States, the West and everything else. Whereas, you know, we're we're one of the largest exporters of all sorts of grains throughout the world. Um. So I I don't think this is really being done out of the goodness of our heart. I think this is our these are our politicians. I think part of what what you're what you're mentioning as well, they're they're shareholders of these defense contractors, and that's one way of them growing their money in a shitty economy, is to keep funding these these defense contractors that give us all the armaments that we sell to them or that we just give to them and blah 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 whatever. So I think there's a lot of shady shit going on with this that. It's. I think it's finally coming out into the open, and I think people really are starting to wake up to it. To say enough is enough. I mean, okay, fine. You know, you 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 want to keep Russian Russia at bay, keep them within their borders, then pull NATO back, keep that promise that that we that we made with them thirty years ago. You know, we well, we didn't hold up our end of the bargain, and we can't we can't be surprised by their by their response to to what's going on. Yeah, but a lot of people have forgotten already that NATO was initially the main factor for this conflict to begin with. Yeah. I mean, NATO, the discussion was for Ukraine to join NATO. Russia said no. And then yeah, they're like, hey, listen, we're cool if you don't join. Yeah, And then they're like, we're going to join. We're warning you. Now is not the time to join. To the point that we they were actually stacking at the border before they even invaded because yeah. they hadn't yet declared NATO. Once they declared NATO status, that's when the invasion occurred. And I, I know by saying a lot of this, it's funny. Somebody might be listening to that, thinking all of a sudden that we're some Russian th- sympathizers because we're like, listen, we're kind of fucking. No, we're not. Here. But no, and not at all, not the slightest bit. But you know, and and just like you said, like think about it. You know, when we talk about with with the with the aspect of like shareholders kind of taken and um, the benefits off of of this whole conflict. Don't forget for the past. 30 years we've been steadily involved in conflict yeah and this is after the 80s were supposedly you know i mean i was too young to understand what was going on with wall street but that was like supposed to be like the decade of excess correct like yeah the economy was reaganomics the economy was doing phenomenal Uh and then after that then we had clinton and then you know that's when things started to slow a little bit but that's also when we started to see ourselves actively involved in several campaigns i mean even under clinton we were involved in somalia then yeah. we came to bush we were involved in in, in you know in in iraq and in kuwait i flipped those around because it was bush before clinton and then we had bush jr which obviously everybody knows 9 11 and throughout that we were engaged in that conflict that took forever for finally pulling back but it's it's crazy because as much credit as the media were trying to give Biden for pulling out and saying, you know, maybe it wasn't such a bad idea after I, I know everybody initially 
the there was a lot of theories that it was just going to get out of hand over there after the United States withdrawal. It never really happened that way. People kind of stopped talking about it. But then here we are, you know, a year later um, from that, and now, you know, a year later, even beyond that, where we are engaged in yet another conflict in this time without boots on the ground. And it's like I said, last podcast, I think because we don't see our actual, we don't see a human loss from the United States perspective. I think this is kind of a loophole where they find yeah. to, you know, to finance these things, to sell the weapons of, of destruction for all intents and purposes, defense, defense weapons. And, and without, you know, the collateral damage of, of United States loss. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I, I just thought it was important to talk about that in, in the beginning. Um, yeah. Because it's, yeah. It's, no, it's without a doubt. Like breaking. But, um, so, I mean, with, with that, we could segue two different ways with our, with the topics that we have, we could either go to expensive <laughs> military uh, equipment or, or incompetent uh, government officials. Which one would you like to go to? <laughs> Uh, I'll take very expensive military equipment for eighty million. million for eighty million. <laughs> oh God! Yeah. So, as I'm sure a lot of people have heard, uh, we seem to have lost an F-35 uh, fighter jet. Well, we think uh, that it's found now. Yeah, in a field somewhere. But a pilot ejected from this. Like, what? What could have possibly gone wrong with this? It, it, it this is fascinating like how do you it but like the the so okay i can understand if like some malfunction occurred but then they're like oh we need the public's help in locating this plane are you fucking kidding me you have an 80 million dollar war machine in the air and you can't fucking find it so you can so you can follow me wherever the fuck i go with my cell phone but you can't find a fucking 80 million dollar fighter jet are you shitting me what the fuck is going on here? That wasn't even, it wasn't even flying like, it wasn't even flying like over another country. Like no. They, they, the debris they're saying in is South in Carolina. South Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. What <laughs> the fuck is the going on? The missing F-35 military jet presumed to have crashed in South Carolina over the weekend was going almost, almost going inverted in the moments before the disaster, a witness is claiming. So, so it says Joint Base Charleston had even made an unusual plea for help releasing a phone number for members of the public to call with information about the lost plane. Before the debris was found, the search had prompted widespread speculation. But this is a New York Times article, by the way. Um, so before the debris was found, the search had prompted widespread speculation. Was the jet still somehow airborne, perhaps flying on autopilot? Had it crashed undetected into a lake or the ocean? Did the Pentagon really have no method for tracing it? That's what it sounds like. How did, so, so you have eighty million dollars? My phone is a thousand dollars and it has GPS on it. Yeah, even when it's turned off, you could probably track it. Our kids have thirty dollars Apple tags in their backpack, so we won't yeah. lose them. Exactly, exactly. So Nancy Mace, a South Carolina Republican, first woman to graduate from the Citadel, which is the Marine Corps had asked her social media followers, how in the hell do you lose a 30, an F-35? <laughs> We're asking the public to what, find the jet and turn it in? <laughs> That's awesome. Well, it's crazy. This article I'm looking at here is our, our, our kids always give a little salute. So we said, look at the plane. Oh my God, it's so low. 
just said it, it was kind of probably a hundred feet above the treetops and almost going inverted. It was probably about three quarters of the way and they could see the canopy of the jet. The couple then heard, they heard a boom sound moment later and learned the following day that debris field was found just miles. Away. So, I mean, they didn't know where it was, but some people were hearing a boom, like maybe start there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. I, I, um, this is, it's fascinating. Like, but that's the crazy thing. Like, you know, the, they're saying the pilot ejected safely and was transferred to a local media center. And why? Like, why did he eject? Why did he eject? I mean, if, if the plane was inverted and the plane was flying that low, like, did the plane just shoot him at the ground? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <laughs> just fired him at the ground. <laughs> Jesus. I, I mean, wonder why he had to get treated. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. But that—that's what it means, right? Inverted is upside down. That's—that's that's, means the plane would be upside down, right? And when they get when they ejected from the the plane, like there's those little rocket boosters that shoot them off yeah. the top of the plane. So yeah, you got <laughs> launched at this. I don't know. Was there time for the parachute to open up? <laughs> it opened when he hit the ground, probably. It's <laughs> all of a sudden to cover him. A, it's like a Looney Tunes. <laughs> Oh my god! As as awful as this is, I just I don't understand. Like, members of the community are... should avoid the area as the recovery team secures the debris field. But I think, like, you guys didn't know where it was for three days. All of a sudden, we're like, "Yeah, this is where it is, guys. Stay out of here." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if it was that like if it was that much of a just happens happen you know happenstance area, like people yeah. have been driving through this debris field for the past three days, not even knowing. It. Yeah. And, uh, and I mean, in connection to the story before that we just, that we told about. So, so is the, so this is a Lockheed Martin fighter jet. So it says that the F 35s joint strike fighter program is the department of defense's most expensive weapon system program with estimates that it will cost nearly 1.7 trillion to buy, operate and sustain the aircraft and systems over their lifetime. The government accountability office said in a report released in May, that is just insanity. Three days ago, there's an article from the BBC missing F 35 us military asks for public's help. Find the jet. I don't know if this is the article that you read, but it's just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> if found, please return to United States military. Oh my god, it's like it's it's comical, but at the same time, it's fucking sad. Like, what the hell is going on here? I mean, they, there was some articles that I saw where it was presumed that this thing was flying around. I mean, obviously, if this person said that they they, they heard a loud crash, it would you know, put this theory to rest. But I mean, some people were saying that this thing could have possibly been flying around on autopilot, like yeah. nobody would have known. Yeah, like especially if it's flying I mean, really, inverted. In fairness, I mean this speaks testaments to the to the ability of the stealth. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Things flying over gets stuck in like like sir, you ever have a remote control car when you were a kid? No, yeah. Like everybody did. Yeah. And then when the battery gets when the battery gets low, it just starts going in circles. Yeah. <laughs> So, so that's what was happening with this thing. It's just flying in circles until it finally crashed. 
but I mean, I still like, I don't know if we really have a good, a good answer to why this, this pilot ejected that that's what I want to know. What, what prompted him to eject that? And also, I mean, those things, those things fly very fast. Yeah. I mean, from it getting to the point like where, oh shit, to abort to, yeah, <laughs> smashing against the ground apparently. Yeah, mayday, mayday, we're going down. Um, I mean, I hate to be a conspiracy theorist, but you have to wonder if there's any any UAP activity on this. I honestly thought that, that was what it was going to be the article when I first saw it initially, when I first heard the reports. Maybe it was uh it was um it was retaliation for the for the weather balloons that we shot down and over the winter. <laughs> so and and the reason why I say yeah, that is that um uh there there was um a classified report. I don't want to go down this road because we didn't really have that as a topic, but um there was a classified report I think back in twenty twenty two where um. A fighter pilot actually was was going out to check out a, a UFO in the or a, a formation of UFOs out in the Gulf of Mexico, and as he got closer to them, I don't know what at what distance, maybe uh, I don't know several a dozen or so miles out, they said that um his his radar system was being scrambled altogether, like he couldn't it wasn't locking on these on these objects at all. And there's been a report recently, I think, of back in the 90s, there was two Russian fighters, fighter jets that were shot down by by UFOs and pilots were actually killed. So those are and those are have been just come out. They just came out recently. So, I again, it's just speculation on my part. There's I don't think there's any evidence, at least reported, that this is the case. But I just found it interesting that wonder if that's the case. I don't know. Let's see what this man has to say. He is a, a South Carolina retiree um, with his account of what may have Seems happened. so. Yeah. Screeching. Solid between a screech and a whistle. I said, what in the world is this? All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I, right. I, I think we have a good lock on the, on the fighter jet now. Oh fuck! <laughs> All right. <laughs> what Holy <else> Jesus! <laughs> that was fucking hysterical. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. So I, I don't. I mean, as as funny as this is, and as 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 with all the jokes you could possibly make about this, it's the fact that we lost an eighty million dollar fighter jet is is breathtaking yeah you know what's crazy is that 80 million dollars we're looking at like that is fucking ridiculous it is that's a lot of money yeah and even when we're talking about government spending it seems like it's so much right mm-hmm. but we got some people that work in banks that make that in a year it's yeah. just a year salary for some of these guys I know there's a lot you could do with fucking eighty million dollars, and not that, I, not, and I'm not suggesting that we don't invest in in defense, you know, 
defense spending like this. Oh, no. What I'm getting at is but, that, I mean, $80 million is, is, is look what we're pissing away over in Ukraine. We were just talking about, I mean, yeah, I, I don't even think like they're mad about the costs. Like, eh, whatever. Yeah, How are you doing? Hanging? Rounding air. <laughs> I think they're more like, holy shit, that plane just spit Ralph out of the ground pretty hard. <laughs> I just gave birth to the pilot. Oh, my God. Jesus uh, he, Christmas. He, one second he's flying, he's looking up, he's like, God, oh, this is killer, a badass. Like like the first time you try to ride your bicycle with no hands. Yeah. <laughs> and then he like hit a bump and you just eat shit. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? At least we found our bikes. Yeah. I mean, apparently we maybe we found the, our, our our airplane too. <laughs> I, I mean I mean we were pieces than a bicycle we're... was. We were a part of the debris field, so naturally we're able to find it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're looking around, fucking. Your front tire looks like a taco. He's <laughs> bent in half. Oh my god! What a nightmare. Uh, what so, else we got here? Speaking of incompetence, <laughs> what are your thoughts okay. on the? Uh, what are your thoughts on the New York quarantine camps? Okay. Um, there's a lot that you're going to have to explain because I tried to look into this briefly and I thought that it seemed like what I had seen was that like, no, 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 these are, these aren't real. These aren't, this is just, you know, something that somebody's throwing around. It's, it's not accurate. Yeah. Um, but so what does this entail? It's basically if you're assumed of having COVID, they were going to try to put you in a camp with a bunch of other sick people. Number one, like, isn't it funny how like, you know, quarantine used to mean like we're putting the sick people in a specific area. And then over COVID, it just became like this whole thing, like healthy people are quarantining too. Well, it's, it's about, it's, it's pretty much isolating yourself or isolating a group of people or, you know, people or cohorting people that either people that are healthy or those that actually have the disease, you kind of put them together to kind of separate the sick from the, from the, the well or the healthy, if you will. Um, but so this, this spun out of COVID and I guess this is, uh, this is something that occurred in New York state. And I know several other states were considering something like this during the pandemic, but it seems like this is kind of blossomed now into something not, not new, but it's, it's blossomed to something much worse than what it would have been initially. So you have to, so there, there's a lot associated with this. So for any listeners, we would, we would encourage them to go to the, let me see if I could find it here. So it's a New York, uh, New York state of New York government website. I think the department of health and regulations that they have for the department of health. Um, and this is for community communicable diseases, um, in isolation and quarantine thereof for any communicable diseases. Now that's the kicker here. So it was initially for COVID and now it's for any quote unquote communicable disease. Well, based on whose interpretation of that. And the reason why I bring that up is that, okay, the obvious one is COVID because that's the the one that's, that's the most fresh. Um, okay. So COVID's not going away. COVID's going to be around from now until the end of time. It's going to be part of our normal respiratory respiratory virus season, if you will. 
just like you have colds and flu that occur throughout the winter months, including pneumonia. Doesn't say it doesn't it doesn't mean that those things don't happen throughout the rest of the year, but in the northern hemisphere, they occur mostly in the winter months. And we've we've explained why that happens. COVID's gonna it's gonna come back every every fall, winter, and early spring. It's not going anywhere. It, people are going to continue to get COVID. It's it's part of what we have now. Um, so you know, with that fact in mind, are we saying now that if you get COVID in the state of New York, you could be detained by the New York Health Department, by the commissioner of the Health Department? And put in a quarantine camp because that's essentially what this comes down to. Is that if if for if for whatever reason, despite how how you're classified as having this communicable disease, the 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 health commissioner can basically have you detained and put in a quarantine camp, and not and basically not allowed to to you know defend yourself. As to why you shouldn't go into that thing. So if you have a cold, that's a communicable disease because it's caused by 200 different viruses, give or take. So does that mean that if you have the common cold, you could be detained? Does that mean that if you get influenza, you could be you could be detained? Because that's a communicable disease. I feel there's so much that could go wrong with that. It is. I mean, could you imagine? Because I know people when there was mass testing during COVID the people that they tested positive for COVID and they felt fine. They felt fine. Yeah. And then they ended up getting like a real COVID like two months later and they weren't so fine. Could yeah. you imagine being in you know, one of those people where like you, you got a false positive and all of a sudden you're thrown into one of these camps with people mm-hmm. that are legit sick and you catch something and die from it. Yeah. Well, and, and that's, and that's the thing, like who's making the call on, on you being detained for this, because that's essentially what's going on. And I, I mean, I haven't, I haven't seen anything on this, but to me, it seems like this is, this is a, a, if I remember correctly, it's a violation of the, what is it, the Fourth Amendment or the Sixth Amendment, Sixth Amendment, where it's basically unlawful search and seizure, mm. essentially. So how is this, how is this constitutional? And here, here's a kicker too: is that is is that it this was basically all done in the name of a public health emergency same thing like what we saw recently in new mexico how the governor is trying to suspend basically the the right to keep and bear arms okay she's basically trying to trying to suspend the second amendment i don't know if you saw anything about that but we can certainly we could touch on that if we want because it's kind of related to something like this but i think what's happened with covid in the past couple years is that all of a sudden this thing like, oh, you know, rules go out the window in the cases of public health emergencies where basically the constitution is suspended and, and our elected officials can basically do whatever the fuck they want because it's it's all in the name of public health emergency. So that set a very, very bad precedent for us. And now you have these governors that are basically acting like mini tyrants trying to go around, do things, quote unquote, in the name of public health emergencies and that they don't they don't care about the constitution essentially. So I hope people realize that we're heading down a very, very bad road with this. 
And I'm glad there's a lot of people that are pushing back on this in New York State. You have politicians that are pushing back on it. You have so you know, New York's governor is Democrat, and she's probably about as liberal as they come. Awful, absolutely awful choice for governor for that state, a state that's already in fucking shambles. They're going to put this this nimwit in it, in power of it. She, there's actually a lot of Democrats that have pushed back to say this is completely unconstitutional. There's no reason whatsoever that 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 this should that this should fly. So I, you have so you have a governor that's giving an unelected official, the commissioner of the health department, basically having, you know, unlimited power to detain people based on a lot of very vague statutes and what's defined as a communicable disease. And and it could be it's it could be diagnosed in any way, essentially. So I think people need to really wake up and and really start looking into this stuff, and really start asking questions as to why this bullshit's going on. We didn't do this for we didn't do this for H one N one, we didn't do this for the other two flus that occurred mid mid century. We didn't do this for the Spanish flu that I'm aware of. And all of a sudden, with communicable diseases, we're going to start detaining people. Communicable diseases are nothing new in the history of humankind. We don't even know how many, uh, you know, the how many countless pandemics that have occurred in the millions of years that human beings have walked the earth. It's it's untold. So all of a sudden, to say this is a pub, you know, we're doing something like this and for a public health emergency, is is mind boggling. Yeah, I don't, I don't think people, I think if they actually started instituting something like this, I think people would revolt. I mean, could you imagine? There's people that were going bonkers when they couldn't go to the gym in New York, you know, breaking into CrossFit gyms. All of a sudden, it, which is hilarious because a lot of the clientele that goes to CrossFit are like the let's go America, you know, stand yeah. for law enforcement, all this other bullshit. And they're breaking into places. It's, like, eh. it's funny. I mean, I was listening to, uh, Bill Burr, his, he had a little monologue on his most recent podcast, and he was talking about like how funny it was for some people listening to him complain about having to wear a mask and how it's like a, basically like a toddler, <laughs> just like it didn't want to wear like whatever, a, a, a tie to, to church or whatever. Yeah. I don't want to wear a mask. No, I don't want to. <laughs> I can't. I don't want to. And they're like. <laughs> You like support the troops, all this tough shit, and they're like, I can't breathe when I have a mask. <laughs> I know, yeah, That's so true. I mean, listen, I don't think those masks did shit, but whatever. If yeah. it made other people around me feel safer, I just did it because, like, that is not my that that never was my hill to die on. Yeah, exactly. But but if you started throwing people in cages because they're sick, I think that's a hill that a lot of people would, man, I don't know, die on. Maybe they would die in the cage, but. I think yeah. uh, I I don't think that's something that a lot of people would stand for. I think there would be a larger there would be a revolt. I think people are talking about revolting if they went back to mask mandates. You think they're going to allow them to take them and throw them in? Like, how do you transport somebody to like one of these places? What a surgical number mask one. Out. Number one, if there's <laughs> if there's a building that's erected anywhere throughout the United States, and it's like. What do you think one of these places look like? Do you think it has windows? I don't know. I think it's probably worse than a prison. 
you got to figure out what one of these places is going to look like because if they start building one in your town, that's when you're going to be like, okay, they're they're you know, they're going to put us in here. We better mm-hmm. we better make sure we wear a mask. We don't want to get sick and put into this giant steel building. That's probably I what thought. It would be. I thought. I thought you're actually. I thought you're actually going to say we should uh we should sabotage the the construction of this building before it actually gets <laughs> erected. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it would be like one of those steel buildings. You see commercials. I don't know. For some reason, I get advertisements for them in my junk mail. Like, my yeah. email. like all of a sudden, I'm going to be erecting a steel building in my driveway. Could it's be like your quarantine adult... camp. <laughs> That's my, I got my own personal quarantine camp. Like, what is that? Like an adult style of like a rector set? Like, do you think that <laughs> probably like middle-aged people are just going to want to build steel buildings in their backyard? Like put chickens back there? Come, comes with a free mask. But that's when you start worrying. When you see these buildings actually start getting built, or like, like hey, they're they're renovating the old Keldor <laughs> <laughs> buildings that have just been out of the, uh, out of commission for for some time. All of a sudden, you start seeing a renovation go in there. Yeah, could be a new well, restaurant, but it's most likely not going to be. It's going to be a yeah. COVID camp. Exactly. Well, I mean, I I think people need to really they they need to wake up to this because we're we're seeing. We're seeing it coming from the left where things are being pushed little by little by little. Like you give them an inch, they take a foot. You give them a foot, they take a yard. You give them a yard, they take a fucking mile. So they're 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 continually encroaching on Americans on Americans uh uh freedoms and rights without a care in the world. And it's like people just don't they don't see this. They don't they don't understand what the hell's going on. And you talk to some people that are like hardcore leftists. They're like, well, yeah, we should be quarantining people with communicable diseases. Okay. From a legal standpoint, define for me wh- what which one of those communicable diseases are. Because I look through this, this section 2.13 and uh, New York's uh, health regulations, and I didn't see a list of specific communicable diseases. Now, yeah, you have the obvious ones, Ebola, uh, uh, whatever, hantavirus, fucking loss of fever, so, uh, some a bunch of other shit that that makes sense. Okay, but a lot of different things are communicable diseases. Again, influenza is one of them. The common cold is another. COVID is another one. That's not going anywhere. So I hope people don't you know are aren't surprised by by the fact that people are still getting COVID. It's not going anywhere. It's going to be part of our daily lives for the foreseeable future. So basically, we're allowing government officials to detain us for anything, for any communicable disease. And nobody's fucking batting an eye at this. Like, at what point do we say, okay, we've had enough. We've had enough of you. And now we're going to kick you the fuck out of office and we're going to do it forcefully. At what point does that happen? At what point? I mean, this this is what we have to seriously start asking ourselves. I, I think this would be a very solid line in the sand. Like I said, I, I don't think there would be much debate if it came to this. I don't know. You'd be surprised. I don't know. It's it's just crazy. It, it's 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 like what happened in New Mexico with the governor. You know, there there was a, a there's a few shootings. They're tragic, and and nobody's going to argue against that. Like there's an 11 year old and a, like a six year old or something that were innocent bystanders and got shot and killed. 
in in uh in in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And the governor all of a sudden wants to put through this 30-day pause on on your on your right to on your right to to concealed carry. And and to and to have you know handguns on your person. So because a couple of tragedies occurred because of fucking delinquents that are out there shooting each other, you want to basically suspend the Second Amendment for 30 days in the name, again, in the name of a public health emergency. Yeah. I mean, this is something that you see in every time. I mean, I remember when there was, remember when there was Sandy Hook here in Connecticut. Yeah. I mean, the, the minute something happens, it's just a chance to flex and, and change whatever the rules are based on your own personal agenda. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think it was like bravo to, to that sheriff who was saying we're not going to do that. Yeah. Who stood up because, yep. I mean, especially the, when, when your job as a law enforcement official is to uphold the law and you're like, this isn't what the Yeah. And it was, it was the, the, the is, you're, you're telling me to break the law. I know what it, the second amendment is. Yeah. And it, it was the attorney general, especially as well. law enforcement. Yeah. Like you, law enforcement, it's, it, you're not going to get people involved in law enforcement to agree that the idea, the best idea is to, to strip away the second amendment. You're not going to, it's not going to happen. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Because these, are, these it... are people that that are required to carry firearms with them to work every day because they know the possibility is there that they may need them. Yeah. You're yep. going to have a bunch of people running around with billy clubs like in England. <laughs> people, people have guns here illegally. Yeah. Using them illegally every day. It's on the news. Shooting in Hartford, shooting in New Haven, shooting in Bridgeport. People outside of Connecticut maybe listening to this. It's not that it, it's not as uppity as you might think. I mean, maybe yeah. you got Fairfield or Fairfield County, Greenwich, like down that area. It's really nice. It is. Yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna deny it. But you get to other parts of the state. I mean, Jesus Christ. That's like saying like all of Georgia is like Savannah. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, or, or, or all of Florida is like Boca Raton. Yeah. Like, it's just, that's not how it is. I mean, it's a small state. So, I mean, it's it's not, which means it's even more, it, mean, it means it's even more diverse if you think about it in that totality, because you've got something like Greenwich that's 15 minutes away from a place like Bridgeport. Yeah. Yeah, like exactly. Opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I, I don't think something like that would ever take off. But, but so like so here, here's a question I have for you. So do you think do you think these are do you think these governors are really that stupid? Or is there something more sinister at play here? I think that theoretically the idea to I think it's I think it's something that's good in theory, but it's not well thought out and it's yeah. not possibly executable. Yeah. What I mean by that is like in, in this like a utopian kind of world where everything is, everything's gravy, you know, you can get away with going in, you could remove all the guns that could be gone. Now you don't have to worry. Nobody has guns anymore. It's yeah. all gone, but it's not well thought out because the United States has been pumping out firearms since the, the 1700s. And there, there's more guns probably in the United States than, than citizens than, than people here. So yeah, so it, it's just the that idea. I mean, 
could you imagine like doing away with that many firearms? Where are they all going to go? First of all, yeah. Where are they all going to go in an environment that's secure from anybody trying to obtain them illegally, swiping them off a truck? Yeah. You know, how are you going to, going to do that and make sure that the people that are already using them illegally, who illegally obtained them, illegally obtained fire, like, you know, ammunition to use the weapon. You, you couldn't even stop that from happening. And then yeah. you want to take it away from the people who are responsible, registered the firearm, paid for the firearm, you know, with the, the ammunition and took the safety courses, all that, you know, those are the people you want to take it away from. You don't want to take it away from the. But that, that that's why I ask is, are, are these governors really stupid? Or are they just sinister? I don't know. I think, like I said, I think that I, they have this idea that it can be done without actually thinking it through and knowing. So I think it's stupid. I think. But it's how? Stupid. But how do? You, but how do you get elected governor with, with such a stupid idea? Now, I look at Washington. Look at Washington. Washington D.C. Well, yeah, of course. Look, yeah, look at Washington and, and ask yourself that question: How do you get arrested? How do you get elected if you're that stupid? You got somebody like AOC. You got somebody like Mitch McConnell who can't even fucking get through a sentence before locking up. Look at our president, for God's sakes! This guy can't even put together a paragraph. <laughs> paragraph can't even put it together a fucking phrase. That guy's forgetting what he's talking about as he's forgetting about it. Which I like to joke around and say that, but there's times where I do the same thing, so I can't even shit on him for that anymore. Oh man! You've yeah, but when good. when when you're when you're giving a public, you know, when you're when you're making a public speech and you're saying, "Oh, you know, what 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 do they want me to say?" Well, oh, and you have the aid of a teleprompter. <laughs> yeah, like so, who's telling <laughs> in you parentheses to say it tells what? You, like what it wants you to do? <laughs> like in like, thank you, America. In parentheses, now exit stage. Thank you, America. Now exit stage. It's like it reminds me, Anchorman. <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> Holy Jesus. The aliens can't come sooner enough. That's, that's where our president is. So, I mean, I think that answers your question. I think that your, answers your questions. Are these elected officials have some sinister agenda or are they just stupid? I think we just gave a couple of examples <laughs> on both parties. Yeah, I think you're right. Stupid. All right, let's move on because right. we got to get through this. Yeah. Um, Russell Brand. Yeah, was never really a fan in his Hollywood days. And then more recently later, he's got his own podcast, which I've listened to on several occasions because I was never I wouldn't have taken him for being the kind of journalist that he actually is, where he's as red as he was. He would yeah. have talking points. He was in, incredibly prepared when I would see him. And yeah. I mean, printed out, going through, listing. He he would say whatever his opinion is, and then list off a number of facts as to what support that opinion. So yeah, uh, I was he, he surprised me, and I became a fan. Allegations yeah. come out recently of him involved, uh, uh, being involved with with women uh, on non consensually. Uh, I think there's four allegations at this point. Yeah, supposedly, um, according to him, they were all consensual. But it, it, it don't forget this is an individual who was very open about his sex addiction. His what? He was he was one of those addicted air, air quotes addicted to sex. Yeah. Oh yeah. Addicted so I'm sure I'm sure there's going to be some. I'm sure there's some 
shady shit going on at that yeah, time. Primal urge to procreate. Yeah, and not and you know, by no stretch of the imagination are we are we suggesting that this is something that should just be completely dismissed. But it just seems no. that the timing is interesting, and I and I hate. Oh no, I, I I don't hate being a conspiracy theorist, but the timing is just impeccable. Do you refer to the time as like now as he's kind of going after mainstream media and like kind of exposing them, especially, I mean, after he was on Bill Maher and he basically gave it to the guy that was in the Washington Times yep. Post. Washington one of those. Post, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yep. Talking oh, no, he's it. I think the guy was from MSNBC, but either way, oh, he, was, I mean, he was. You're right. He was. He was. Yeah. But he made reference to it. I mean, and that's the thing, like, you know, and it's once you become an enemy of the press they're going to yeah. search until they find something i mean you saw it with trump you saw it with him now like and yeah I, it's i hate to see i hope that it's not true but there's there's two things that are kind of interesting that i thought like one i mean you shared this article about how his his tour is being suspended which i don't i, I mean i'm not even a, a little bit upset about that i mean i think it's yeah it's something for on, on separate several different angles to this right if you have the venue and you're providing it to this and it comes out like you knew about the allegations he ends up you know getting convicted you're the venue that gave him a platform i could kind of see that but regardless i think it's good for him to take himself off stage because when you have these allegations, I don't think the best place for you to be is on stage. You're you're right there, you know. Yeah. I mean, you're you're supposed to be the one up there telling jokes, and it's not going to end that way. Yeah. There's going to be a bunch of people that are there just to tell you to go fuck off. Yeah. But at the same time, I think, you know, it it, it almost seems like people are are which is typical of something like this. People are automatically jumped to conclusions, and and the mm -hmm. court of public opinion has already convicted right. him. You know, and I mean, one of the things that I find troubling, uh, most troubling is the fact that YouTube wants to demonetize his episodes. So basically what they're saying is, you know, we're going to keep you up here. We're going to keep letting you post on YouTube. We're even going to advertise in the middle of your show. The thing is, is the advertising that you used to get a cut of, we're going to take that now and you're not yeah. getting any of it. Yeah, And this is a person, I mean, in, in one of the articles that I saw, it was, I mean, it was very accurate. I mean, you're talking about an individual who hasn't even been formally charged yet. Yeah. He hasn't been formally charged. He hasn't been found guilty. He hasn't even even discussed it himself. Yeah. So how are you going to do that, man? It's like saying like, I don't know, you might have, you might have fucked up a little bit, but we're not going to, you, you still got to come to work, but we're not going to pay you for it. Yeah. It's... Uh... It's a very strange form of deplatforming because if, if they're not getting paid, you would come to the conclusion that, yeah, okay, if he's not getting paid, he's just not going to post anymore. Yeah, it's kind of a job. Yeah, that's, well, I'm I'm not not that he really needs it, but um, I it just I don't know. It just seems like the it yeah, but he needs to stay relevant, right? I mean, yeah, of course. I think you and but I have it, seen firsthand. I like you know, it's all about. It's all about creating content, and when you kind of take the, your foot off the the pedal and in, in creating content, you lose some of your traction. Yeah. Um. 
But again, it just seems like one of those situations that somebody who was, I guess you could say like an insider and is now kind of woken up to the idea of fair. being an insider and has gotten out of it mm-hmm. and is now speaking against it. Now, all of a sudden, is not part of the club anymore. And they're trying to take him down because of it. That's a crazy thing, man. Once you go against the club. Yeah. And I think it's been, if, if, if there's ever been a time in history, like, like present day where it's been so obvious, I mean, you've got a movie about children getting sold into sex trades that the media doesn't even want to advertise and actually, in, in speaking negatively about speaking negatively about because a, a of movie because of the founder of Operation Underground Railroad, not not about the subject matter, but about the CEO of Operation Underground Railroad. Well, Hollywood's fucking crazy. Do you remember a couple of years ago at the Academy Awards when they gave a standing ovation to Roman Polanski, who has been in exile since whatever for? Sex with an under underage child. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. So I mean, you can't take these people seriously. No. Yeah. No. That, that this is what you're force fed. You know. Yeah. And I have a feeling that I just as soon as this happened with Russell Brand, I have a feeling that something is going to come out about Bill Barr or Bill, sorry, Bill Maher in the next six months. If nothing does come out against him. Because he's starting to go against the grain. Yeah, I'd be very surprised. I'd be fucking shocked if nothing came out about him. Yeah. Because he he's like, he can't stand Republicans as it is, but he fucking despises like the these progressive woke politicians and people that support this woke agenda. He just shits on them on a constant basis, and it is fucking brilliant, absolutely brilliant. I so I I wouldn't be surprised at all if there's some shit that's dug up on him. I mean, he he smokes weed all the time. He talks about like you know his his sexual escapades, you know, all the time. At least back in the day, probably throughout the '90s and early 2000s. Um. He's pretty open about that. So I'm sure some something along the way, somebody, you know, is probably like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to fucking dredge up some shit on him. I wouldn't doubt it. I I, I hate, again, again, I don't hate being a conspiracy theorist, but at the same time, I kind of like it because you start thinking about shit like this. So I wouldn't doubt it if something comes up on him. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. It's not going to be in the realm of possibility. Yeah. Lastly, Marin Morris, uh, country artist. I guess she's he's had enough. Uh, it's funny. I, I don't know if you've caught any of the back and forth, but she was always chiming in when it was something that was like... Some of the conservative in nature? Yeah, there was something that I was trying to think of. I remember there was something that, like, Jason Aldean, which we've covered, you know, who he is. He's the, try that in a small town. 
he she had something and his his wife ended up chiming in on it and yeah Marin Morris was going back and forth with her calling her like you know whatever something but I think oh you know what it was Jason Aldean's wife said something to the nature of how she's glad that you know nobody acted out when you know when she was going through her tomboy oh yeah phase yeah, because now she she likes she loves she loves being a woman, but you know she went through that tomboy phase and she was never pushed into doing any like gender affirming care or anything like that. And mm-hmm. you know, then the Marin Morris she put in her two cents, and it's just like one of those things. It's like, dude, why, why? Like she ended up calling her a redneck Barbie or some bullshit like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, but it, it it's funny. Like, what is she gonna do? Is she gonna be a pop star? She said everything that she could say. Like, yeah, I don't know. you gonna you gonna go hang out with uh, Taylor Swift and be a Swifty? I'd like... Why not? It's just, I mean, it probably wouldn't be a bad gig for her. But at the same time, like, I, I don't know. I, not not that not that you know. My knowledge of the fucking world is is relevant by any stretch of the imagination, but. Who the fuck is Marin Morris? And I don't give a fuck about what your opinion is. Why is this news? Number one. Yeah. Number two, it's pretty much what you're pretty much just just coming to is that you're just a whiny little bitch that that doesn't yeah, like you, you other up, people's opinions. You end up looking right? like a crybaby. When you're you're yeah. complaining about what other people's thoughts are, you look like a crybaby. Exactly. And that, that's it. I mean, okay, so this is part of the article uh, that you sent me there. The singer acknowledges that as a white woman, she's benefited from, oh, Jesus Christ, that you've benefited from the system as it is. Well, you're a, a, a white singer in, a, in country music. I think, I don't think that would. That's that, a demographic, you fucking idiot. I don't think a idiot. white woman would fare so well if she was trying to claim the urban charts. But anyway, yet Morris, who says, Alley shit begins with waking up. I don't know what that is. Uh, waking up from something really comfortable. Um, she's been vocal in, in her criticisms on stage and on social media, where, where she tangled last year with country star Jason Aldean and his wife over the young, young couple seeking gender affirming health care. Oh, not there. The, uh, oh, just for young people in general seeking mm. gender affirming. The, the spat even made it to Tucker Carlson's Fox <laughs> News show, where the right wing host described Morris as a lunatic. <laughs> You always expect something like that from Tucker Carlson. <laughs> uh, that's great. The bridge, which marks Morris's move from Columbia Records to the label's Nashville division, arises accompanied by a music video for The Tree, in which she strolls through an emptied out small town as she hears the sound of a new wind blowing. A sign welcomes the visitors to the place from sunrise to sundown. A reference, perhaps, to the threat of racist vigilanteism many perceived in Aldine's recent Try Them in a Small Town video. Other signs in front of the boarded up buildings read, go, go, go broke and don't tread on me. <laughs> it's funny uh, you say Taylor Swift, an experienced collaborator known for her duo. That's with Taylor Swift, One Direction is now hot. So Marin Morse has already danced with Taylor Swift. God. It's just like it's nauseating. It's nauseating for these people that just want to fucking whine about everything. Just uh, like, just shut up. I there's there's shit that people do that that I don't like. I I don't fucking go out of my way to express my opinion on it. 
yeah, I have discussed about it, but I don't, you know, I don't fucking do a live event on Facebook to, to, to talk about that or to go on Twitter to publicly denounce what a certain group has said or done. I fucking care less. But that's that, that that's the beauty of living in this country is that you can have a difference of opinion and and you 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 ha- don't share the same opinion as somebody on, on a certain subject and it's okay. That's what makes us diverse and great is that you can have a difference of opinion. If everybody thought the same, you'd actually make no progress whatsoever. You'd have no diversity of thought. So if you maintain this idea that everybody has to have the same thought as you, then basically you want to suppress the progression of society. As far as I'm concerned, you're not a progressive, you're a regressive. It's that simple. It is. It is. So for you to come out and to try to make yourself relevant in this is just going to show that you're trying to gain, you're trying to gain attention. I mean, she's relevant. She's won Grammys, but I I mean, I think if I don't know her, she's irrelevant. Let's put it that way. (laughs) I think the idea that (laughs) the idea that you're kind of, you would want to use that as some kind of leverage, like, well, you guys are, I don't like what your message is over here. I'm I'm leaving this genre of music. Like instead of like just continuing, if that's the genre of music that you are, just stick with it and just make songs to the contrary. You'll find your fan base. People will like exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> but this idea that you're just going to pick up your ball and go home is just kind of kind of bizarre. It's it's like all the all the celebrities that that threatened to leave Twitter once Elon Musk bought it out. But they're still there. They still post shit all the time. Or like people like threatening to move to Canada when George Bush got elected president. They're still here. Still here. All the time. Yeah. I ain't going anywhere. Even after Joe Biden got elected, I wasn't fucking moving anywhere. Because this is my country. I ain't fucking going anywhere. That's right, it is. Right. Fucking people make me sick. Yeah. All right. I guess we'll close it out now. And uh, what yeah. better way to do it than by checking out the uh the tree by Marin Morris. Let's let's have a hair at it. Why not? I'm done filling a cup. All right. The hole in the bottom. I'm taking an axe to the tree. The rod at the roots is the root of the problem. But you want to blame it on me. I hung around longer than anyone should. You've broken my heart more than anyone could Trying to stop me won't do you no good I've already planted the seeds Funny how there's a sign there that says we will miss you. <laughs> will we? On and Sully's Tavern. There's always yeah. a Sully's Tavern. <laughs> so everybody just left this town? Well, I guess they were just tired of her bitching. <laughs> we're out of here. Fucking out. It's a the song actually ain't bad. But it's, it's not. just like they're just 
the rest of the town's just tired. She's the town crier, and everybody yeah. just wants to get away from it. She's a town so, complainer. Man, we were gonna go have fun today, but this chick's just crying again. Yeah, she's Let's get fucking out shitting on my "Don't Tread on Me" sign. I mean, a lot of stuff's breaking down, but for a place that's been completely abandoned, it's in pretty good shape. Like nothing's yeah. overgrown. You got yeah. falling apart buildings, but the lawns are mowed. <laughs> uh, it is what it is. Uh, all right, man. All Pick right. Up you next week. Yeah. OchoInTheSieve.com at Yahoo.com. <laughs> Do, do you not know our own our own email address? <laughs> Ojo and the Civ at yahoo.com. Yeah. Leave us some comments if you want. No. Thanks, everyone. Do it anyway. Exactly. See ya. Peace.